want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. Hello, my friends. So you know how you meet those people and... There's just an instant rapport. There's just something about them that you're like, I have known this person before. Clearly across some time space continuum somewhere out there, you just know that you've met before. And that is my guest today, Lindsay Johnny. She is my new friend. And we went deep very quickly. Just one of those soul connected people a soul sister for sure, which we talk about in the episode. And Lindsay helps people heal from their past, really. So it stops impacting their everyday lives and helps them transform from where they are to where they want to be. She's a hypnotherapist, an energy healer, an intuitive. She's a wife, a mom to this incredibly happy five-year-old, maybe the happiest on the planet. And you're really going to love getting to know Lindsay like I have, and I know you're going to enjoy today's episode. So without further ado, please welcome my friend, Lindsay Johnny. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Okay, my friends, welcome back to the Nick Demas Show. I am really excited for today's episode. But before we get into it, I just want to say thank you so very much for spending your time with us today. I appreciate all of you that listen, that leave comments, that leave us reviews, that share the episode with your friends. I know that you have a lot of choices out there. Oh my gosh, could there be another podcast out there? Probably, because there's going to be another one. Probably another hundred people just got off of the train and another hundred people just got off of the train and another hundred people just started a podcast today. But I know that you have a lot of choices. And so I really appreciate that you spend some time with us. And I know today you're going to love, 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 love spending time with my friend, Lindsay, because she's friggin' amazing. Lindsay. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am, I've been looking forward to this since we scheduled this, quite <laughs> quite honestly. So thank you for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure. So we met fairly recently, actually. But the interesting thing about it is the minute we met, I was like, oh, I know you. Hello. <laughs> nice to see you again. Feeling was very mutual. It feels like, you know, although we've only known each other for a little in quotes, air quotes, known each other for such a short amount of time, it seems like there's just this familiarity and this really beautiful, it just feels like I've known you for a very long time. Yes. Soul sister. Perhaps Perhaps we have through the time space continuum, right? Like soul Uh sister. Yes. So as you're new to me in a way, and then not, as we just said, but definitely to my audience, Tell them a bit about who you are, what you do, who you serve, those questions. Sure. So my name is Lindsay Janney, and 
I simply run a company named Lindsay Janney and Co. And my and Co. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is not uh, something that wouldn't be understood here. Uh, my and Co. are it's my, pretty much my higher self and all the other beings that support, right? And the and Co. is the community that I work with. It's the people who I surround myself with. It's just essentially everybody. I am not just an and co as a business. The and co is everybody that's part of it. That makes it what it is. So I have been on a really beautiful journey uh, where uh, under, I guess, supposedly self-discovery, more self-awareness. And in that journey over the last 17 years, I have realized that my purpose here is to help heal people. And what I do is essentially help heal people's pasts so they can stop being held back by the things that are really keeping them stuck right now that will impact their futures. And so many people just live in the future and everything else, but they never understand how much of an impact their past actually has on their present. So I help them understand, release, and really move forward with tools using subconscious mind work, using energy work, using spiritual work to really help people move forward in their lives in a way that's totally aligned and fulfills their purpose in life too. So that's what I do. I love it. Thank you. I love it. So of course we're friends. Of course. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So when you say people, what does that mean to you? People, you said, Oh, I help people. And you know, there's this whole like thing (laughs) in particularly in the online space and in the industry about niching down, niching down. What's your niche? Who's your niche? So when you say people, what does that mean to you? Well, funny enough, I come from advertising and branding. So for me, I always was like, oh, well, I need to have a person or this like archetype or somebody who I go for or like market to, right? And when I say I help people, I simply help people who have a certain energetic pattern, I guess is a a good way of saying it because I help a lot of different people and it's really hard to pinpoint who they are, where they are in their life, you know, what their loves are. What I know is, is that I help people who tend to have a little bit more anxiety, who don't want it anymore. People who feel like they want to have more purpose, but don't know where to find it. And that can be anybody. It can be somebody who is, you know, in retirement. It can be somebody who's 25 years old. It can be somebody who's in their, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. Yeah, I I so get this. I so get this because we talk about this a lot in my program, in Real Stories That Sell, and in my after program as well, because, you know, there is that thing in marketing where they're like, what do they drink? What did they wear? Where do they shop? And that's not really how it works. No. For most of the people that I attract in in my community, yeah. most of us work with a really wide assortment of types of people, but they yeah. all have a similar energetic quality. Yeah, like the blueprint. And so it's really about, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's really about diving into that. But that definitely goes against the grain of mark of traditional, let me yeah. say this, of traditional marketing. I also have a real issue around that because it's, exclusionary yeah when you're talking about like feeling like really exclusionary and stuff like that you know people do the best what they can with what they know and there are some people who are just very bogged down with the logical things this 3d thinking and this like it has to be this way because it makes quote-unquote sense 
but it still doesn't make sense. And that's why people have so much trouble actually being able to pinpoint who they work with. So this like 3D thinking of like, what do they wear? What do they like to drink? Who do they like to hang out with? What do they do in their free time? It's not, how do they feel? Yeah. What makes them get up in the day? What happened to them in the past? What is affecting them or blocking them from living what they're supposed to be doing? And people aren't avatars. No. I really hate that there's this like your customer avatar. I'm like, they're not an avatar. They're people. Yeah, they're people. And so I, I, I really call it an aligned customer community because mm. that's really what you're wanting to attract is people that are in alignment with what you have to offer and that are a community because you don't want one person. Yes. When you go to speak, here's, and this is where the confusion comes in for people. I, I believe is that when you go to speak online, when you go to create your content, you want to be talking to that, to the one person, right? Which is why they're trying to get you to quote unquote niche down. But the reality is when you speak from the heart, when you speak from an energetic sense that comes through, that yeah. comes through. Yeah. Totally. There's, you know, people are talking about masculine and feminine energy. Well, everybody carries both. Yeah. And so when people are like, I just market to women, I'm like, well, do you just market to women or do you market to more of a feminine quality? Do you market more towards people who feel a certain way, who embody something a different way? And I think that that's more inclusive, like it's more inclusive that way for sure. And that way you're also not alienating yourself from, growing your business too, right? And when you start including more things and more of these qualities, more of these energetic qualities, that's really where you can help people. And I love that you do this in your program. <laughs> well, of course. It's Hello. awesome. Of course you do. Of course. <laughs> so I know in your work, you when you work with people, yeah. you really work with them digging into their past a bit. I do. So- How do you do that? (laughs) How do I do it? Oh, boy. That is a multi-layered question. I'm going to try to answer as quickly as possible, but I can also go on. So please, I will do the best that I can. So I can read people very easily. I can read people's energy very easily. It was to the point where, you know, as an empath, as I'm sure many empaths know that If you don't know what is your energy versus what is not your energy, you just feel like it's all your own and it becomes very confusing. Once I was able to separate what was mine from others, I was able to understand, oh, that's that person's energy. What are they feeling right now? And I can almost picture what's going on in my mind. Mm. The things that I'm able to access more from this cognizance is more in symbols or in pictures in my mind. Like I'm able to see things in my mind and able to understand why it's impacting them, feeling where that feeling is coming up in their body as if it were in my body. And from there, I know that there is a trigger. That feeling is a trigger for something that has happened in the past. And when I go in and really start working with somebody, I do use hypnosis. I do use time regression techniques and we'll go back, but it is more of an intuitive process as I go back. Yes, I use some of the techniques by the book or whatever you want to call it, But then there's also this really beautiful part where you just allow them to play. 
but you can also guide the other people into playing with it as well, because what you think might be their story might not actually be their story. So you let them play and you help them guide and understand what is actually happening and what actually they want to believe. And so this is where the subconscious mind and energy work really work really beautifully together. So I help them heal their pasts, but it doesn't just stop there. That time regression work just doesn't stop there. It's about being able to open up a space in the mind that allows for something else to fill it. But if you don't close that loop, something from based on an old pattern will fill it, right? You need to fill it with something different. And so that's where other subconscious techniques, energy work, and really just coaching works really well with my clients and helping them get through. So I just asked you a question that I, after I asked it, I realized I have no freaking idea how I would describe my process with my clients. <laughs> so I was like, I just asked you a question that if somebody asked me, I'd be like, I don't know. I just do it. Yeah, I just do it. But that is, if I were to imagine me doing it, like watching myself do it, that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because so much of it is intuitive, right? So much of it is yeah. is is really meeting the individual where they are. Yes, absolutely. You know, one of the things, even in my group programs, one of the things that is really important to me is meeting the individual where they are. It's beautiful. Yeah. Because everyone's vibrancy, everyone's potency is unique. Yeah. And so there is no one size fits all coaching or healing or way of working with people. Yeah. It's led. It's led. Not led by me. And it's also not led by them. It's led by something greater than all of us, right? Yeah. It's about tapping into and being really aware of what's going on and allowing yourself to be aware because allowing that awareness can be sometimes scary to somebody. Mm -hmm. But it can also be really liberating to somebody too. Can you go back and talk a bit more about the subconscious mind and energy work, working hand in hand, that feedback loop that you talked about? Yeah. So when you're looking at the subconscious mind and energy, it's a really beautiful, but also complex thing. Well, if you let it be complex, right? I think we're all programmed to make sense of things. That's really where your more logical mind comes in. That is not your subconscious mind. <laughs> uh, I like to call that your thinky thought mind. If I were talking to my five-year-old, which I often do about the thinky thoughts, but the thinky thoughts are really about where you're using part of the mind that just deals with logic and reason. And that's based upon like what, you know, evidence that you've created, right? Like the things that have happened in your life. You're like, well, if this happened, then this obviously makes sense. Maybe. And that's also where you tend to, for people who aren't intuitive, would fortune, quote unquote, that would like fortune tell from, you know, where they're like, oh, well, because I had a really bad day because I received an email just like this, I'm also going to have a really bad day the next day if I receive another email like this. It just mm -hmm. simply isn't true. But they allow themselves to do that and based upon the story. So these beliefs and these thought systems are all in your subconscious mind. It is really the foundation for how you make your decisions, how you behave, how you act, the, 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 the way that you just are, your perception of the world. It's your lens, right? It's how you see everything. It's like if I were to 
I don't know, say I had a really great day and all of these things still happen. And somebody's like, well, how did you have a great day? If like your car broke down and you know, all this, like something else happened and like you lost your wallet. And then another person who may have a different perception of the world because their stories are based on something different. They're just like, well, I had a really great day because when my car broke down, I got to meet somebody really cool. And even though my wallet, it got lost, I know that it made its way back to me with all the money in it. And I was actually able to give the person the money that was in my wallet as a thank you. And then people are like, well, that's such a different perception. How would you even get there? It's because your mind is, the way that your mind is developed, it develops over, you know, of course it's developed every single day, but that your thoughts and your belief systems, your foundation for all those are really developed between the ages of two and seven. And it, of course, there's that age range, like where it can go beforehand, past lives or, <laughs> or above. But, you know, typically speaking, a lot of experiences and how you perceive the world happen when you're at a much younger age, when you're trying to learn how to be in the world and actually survive in it. And so all of these thoughts and beliefs really start to happen there. And once you realize that everything is based upon a past experience and maybe perhaps it's just not a real truth or per, it's just a perception or based upon what happens or what has happened in the past, it really gives you permission to start opening yourself up. So when you're looking at like your past stories and things in your subconscious mind can drastically impact your energy. So if you have something where you needed to protect yourself and maybe you felt a little bit more anxious, your subconscious mind is going to do things to keep you safe. And sometimes you'll feel the anxiety. It's one of those things where the anxiety, which is an energy, right? It's a lower energy. So something will trigger the event and it'll change your energy. So your energy becomes this feedback loop with your mind. I'm anxious, lower energy. I have these lower energy thoughts, things that match the energy. And then when you start raising your vibrational energy, or you start clearing some of the blocks, isn't it funny how sometimes thoughts that kept you behind at some point also tend to go away in the background mm -hmm. and other things like, oh, this is a really great thing. So it's not one thing happens before the other. It's how they, it's like this feedback loop. If you were to consider like an infinity sign, right? Going back and forth, they feed each other. I love this on many levels because it's a new way in, of explaining limiting beliefs. Yeah. Right. Or the root of the limiting belief. Mm. Yes. And I also, what I'm finding fascinating about this is the two to seven thing. Like two years old to seven years old yeah. is when so many of those beliefs or those stories, as you were saying, get into the loop. Yeah. And how, as a mother, <laughs> you're like you're laughing you're like oh god oh, here we go oh, here we go <laughs> you've just pulled off the band-aid onto something i'm gonna i can talk about all day <laughs> yeah because you know as a mom like how 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 do you approach that as a mom i have i mean healing is a process it's not i am healed right it's right. not like it's not like you have a scab. It's not like you are healed and then no. you know and you're no, done. It's not like, oh, you're yeah. you're healed completely. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's no healing is a process. So I have been consciously healing for over 17 years from an event that happened. And it's it was a traumatic event, and that's 
I, I, I almost consider it a blessing at this point. I don't think many people would, <laughs> but I do. And you know that you're in the process of healing when you can find the, when you can find the lesson that you were meant to learn. Yeah. And I realized that a lot of who I was being wasn't actually me. And when I would feel this anxiety, when I would feel this fear, when I'd feel this anger or sadness or frustration, all the like really low icky feelings, right? I realized that those things were really easily able to take over. And I consider them like big, heavy rocks. And these rocks have weight, they have gravity, and they are really hard to pick up. And the way that I describe, you know, a higher frequency or anything else to one of my clients is, is that your higher vibrational energy, it's like helium in a balloon. And you can vibrate really high. And unless you know how to blow up that balloon, like a hot air balloon, those rocks are really going to continue to pull you down. Those rocks are gravity. So it, you must release those blocks or those negative feelings so that your thoughts can start to elevate, so that everything can start to elevate. So I've had to notice my own patterns, where I've needed to work on my healing a little bit more. And it has gone back to my two to seven-year-old frame, oddly enough. And one was where I was almost drowning. I actually didn't remember this until I was in a regression myself. I had to find somebody that I really trusted. And I had jumped off of a dock and I was trying to swim and it was at a lake and my feet were entangled in like, a, like not seaweed, but like whatever the muck is underneath there. I yeah. have been very afraid of water my entire life. I know how to swim, but I always feel like something's lurking or something's going to happen. I mean, I was a lifeguard at one point, but I always had this fear of water. And then I realized that that fear was the same fear I was feeling with my PTSD. So there is this notion that, and maybe this isn't true all the time, but there's this notion out there that PTSD doesn't always happen. Like you can still have a traumatic event and be okay if you didn't have a triggering event that also elicited the same feeling in your body. So that fight or flight, it, it memorized it to something that was also very traumatic at one point. And so as I've been healing, I've realized that, wow, I have such power in helping my daughter understand that things are okay, that things are always okay, and that she has a choice to believe something different. And had I had the choice to believe that every time that I jump off of a dock, that I'm not going to drown and I won't be able to find my breath, that I won't have to struggle that would have been life-giving for me Yeah. to have somebody that, that knew how to sit there and be like, okay, well, this happened. And I understand it was really, really scary, but you're okay. I helped you. Do you have questions and be able to talk about that to release that? So in the future, all of that stuff just doesn't hold you back. And these things can hold you back in a lot of different areas in your life, like with relationships, with money, with business, with careers, like whatever, with love. And it's just really interesting to see how these things that they don't even have to be traumatic. Some of my clients lose stuffed animals and that's a traumatic event for a two-year-old. Like, let me tell you, or a four-year-old, they're like, I lost my favorite toy. And they hold on to things so tightly that they are afraid that they're going to lose something where they can't seem to let go and let be. And I've realized that these little tiny things that happen to us as children, they can be death by a thousand paper cuts. They can be something really traumatic or really traumatic over multiple times, right? And trauma is trauma. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a lost stuffed animal when you're a little kid or something much worse. Because it's the energy behind it, right? It's energy not the actual it. event itself. It's yeah. the energy behind it and how we store it in our body. 
Yeah. And so as a parent, I realized that even if my daughter, I call them big feelings. So I'm like, I've always called them big feelings. I'm like, because I didn't know how else to describe them to her. I'm like, are you just having big feelings right now? And when she was like two, three years old, she didn't know how to describe what she was feeling, except for it was scary feeling. I'm crying. I need comfort. I'm like, okay, well, what do you need? What do you need right now? Do you need a hug? Do you need a stuffed animal? Do you need a blanket? Are you hungry? Do you need some time alone? Do you want some artwork or whatever it is, right? And typically, like if you're able to stay in that higher vibrational state, a child will follow you because at a lower state, that's not who they are. They are some of the highest, most vibrational beings that are on this planet, other than dogs and like, you know, animals and stuff, because they don't have stuff attached to them, right? But like from a human standpoint, they come into this world with no problems. They come into this world as the highest states, if you are to think about it. And that's why children are sometimes so fun to watch. Or if you hear a child giggle, there's just pure joy and energy in it. And so it's important to help restore that energy and help them find it again easily. And I think there are a lot of tools to do that. That is why play, I'm a big, big, big firm believer of creative play, art, speaking of which, Mm -hmm. dancing, yeah. Breath work. You know, there are these tools to elevate your energy. Yeah. When you are in that state of fight or flight to move you out of it, there are tools like play yeah. that go go be around a kid. Go to the play. No, no, don't do this if you're if you don't have children. You can't go to the. I was gonna say go to the playground. You can't go. Oh to the yeah, playground. don't do that. Don't, That's creepy. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. If you don't That's have creepy. a kid, don't go to the playground. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when I'm around my goddaughter, I can't help but be in that elevated state because that's where she lives. That's our natural state. Our natural state is not in the lower vibration. Our natural state is in the the higher, quote unquote, higher vibrations. So find ways, whatever the tools are in your life that guide you, that help you. And that doesn't mean bypass what's happened to you. That's not what I'm talking about at all. No bypassing. No bypassing. It's yes. And yes, deal with what's underneath and find ways and tools because you also need not wallow. You need not sit in the shit forever. You don't have to continue to carry the rocks. You can simply place them down. They're still there. You can place them down and choose to move in a different direction without them. Well said. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned also how this can show up in love and, but you mentioned business as well. And since we, you know, obviously have a lot of business Business entrepreneurs, owners who uh, (laughs) listen to this podcast how does it show up? Like, what are some ways in which you see that it shows up? Mm, hiding, protecting yourself, right? So there's, I find that a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, I mean, I'm one too, right? And I, it's a, it's a constant for me, unlearning to learn something new, right? Mm-hmm. There's perfectionism that shows up as something from your past. Hiding yourself is sometimes a byproduct of perfectionism. What does perfectionism get you? It gets you more time to hide so you can protect yourself and feel safe. There's just a lot of things where you're, I mean, it's to the point where even money comes into play too. If you heard about many issues or if you experience poverty or if you even heard your parents speak about money in a different way or you saw their actions, you will likely follow the same actions and beliefs that they had, even though it might be a little bit different now because we have more modern you know, technology and stuff. Some of those beliefs still stay with us. 
So it's how do I raise my prices? Oh, well, I don't, we didn't talk about money in my household. That was one of mine. We don't talk about money, religion, or politics. That was, that was one of our rules. And so what do you know? I stopped talking about religion, money, and politics. Although I, you know, it's one of those things where I I was just like, well, I feel really awkward talking about these things because we, it wasn't okay. And those were things that were ingrained in me for a very long time. So if you are always constantly fighting for attention, how do you believe you're going to be showing up, right? If you wanted to be seen in your childhood, how do you think you're going to be showing up? You're either going to be hiding or you're going to be over-delivering, pushing almost your message, where that's not going to resonate with somebody either. Yeah. Because there's not the allowing. Oh, we can get into all the universal laws in this too, but let's not. (laughs) 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 I mean, that, that, this is, this is, that will turn into a rabbit hole, but. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, I so relate to this on many, many levels. Even as somebody who, A, has done a lot of work on themselves, but B, who teaches people to show up in the world, even I have to look at the ways in which I'm still hiding, the ways in which I'm not able to receive abundance, the way in which, based on my past, based on my childhood, based on that two to seven year old period that you were discussing, Mm -hmm. you know, those little hurts, those little moments, those little traumas that you don't even realize how the reverberation of it affects you until you're almost forced to, in a way. Yeah. It's almost like it's that snowball that starts at the top of a mountain as a little tiny golf ball sized snowball. Mm-hmm. And throughout the years, it continues to just go down this mountain. And then it turns into an avalanche until that avalanche starts really breaking free and going where that snowball is no longer a snowball, where it's something you will either be forced to awaken, <laughs> which, I mean, let's be honest, it's happened. <laughs> it's happened to me a few times. And it, if you if you don't listen to what is happening, you will continue to experience the problem. Yeah. At a bigger and larger scale. That's why it's like peeling back layers of an onion. Sometimes it just gets a little deeper and stinkier. But as you continue to peel away the surface level things, you really get to the root of the problem. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, the work that I do, it just gets to the root and removes the stink. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, you know, for many of us that are empathic, we took on a lot. Yeah, we did. And especially as children, we were empathic children. We came into this world as empaths, right? So we took on a lot. And if you add trauma on top of that, and maybe another layer of trauma, another layer of trauma, there's so much there to unpack as you get older that I have found that I had to take on the bigger things first, the the bigger traumas, the sexual abuse, the, you know, the boyfriend who committed suicide, like the the, the larger things I had to really go to first, right? Because they were, they were like sort of life or death in a way. And as I peeled away those bigger layers, I got to some of the more subtle ones, maybe some of the the, the The more minor ones. The nuances, right? right? The 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 little quirks. You can get them the little quirks. Because there are parts of your energy and parts of the stories in your mind that are very much tied to one event. But as we're multi, you know, layered people or multi-dimensional, if you want to go there too, you're pulling off of a lot of different experiences at once too. So as things happen, as you're older, like sometimes you're pulling in a couple of experiences from when you were little to, you know, 
fortune tell what's going to happen in the future or why you feel like you're experiencing certain things in your life. And sometimes it is the bigger ones that are really helpful to release because it starts to uh, loosen the grip of all the other like nuances that are there. And of course there will always be something because you've had many years to acquire new stories. I mean, we acquire so much in just one day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have anywhere between 40, 40 to 65,000 decisions that we make every day. That's a lot. And if you think that that's like a lot of stories, it's a lot of things to think about. <laughs> we, we, we are a powerful people, but it's done with such a small portion of our mind, these decisions. And sometimes our mind just likes to automate based upon what we know. And if what we know is things from our two to seven year old past, how does a, an immature two to seven year old impact you as an adult? And in your business then? And in your bit. Oh, of course. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything's yeah, it connected. It affects everything. It's it, everything's connected. It's an, it's your ecosystem. Absolutely. It's your ecosystem. It impacts you, everything. You mentioned abundance. Yes. So how do you begin to receive more abundance mm. when you're like a service minded person, when you are wanting to make your clients happy, oh, when people pleasing? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know, and I've struggled with this too. So I'll speak from my experience because I feel like, you know, they're all similar stories, right? And so for me, it was always about how can I make somebody else happy? Happy, happy, happy. Like I want to make them happy. If they weren't happy, I would feel really upset with myself, really disappointed. And there's a lot that goes into this, but it's about being able to disconnect from the outcome, your expectations, knowing that you're always doing your best at any point in time. If you're not doing your best, then yeah, you should be disappointed, right? And I hate saying the word should, but it's one of those things where you do your best, nothing more, nothing less. So you're not overrunning yourself, but you're also not underperforming because you notice when you're underperforming, you're like, you start doubting yourself. You start distrusting yourself. Trust is really important in attracting what you want, but it's also knowing that what you've done is your absolute best. And when you can serve from that place with, with your heart, serving from your heart, not from wanting money, move money out of the way. The more you serve, the more money you will make. But if you are not able to put yourself into service, true service with your heart, knowing that everything that you do and that you touch is to help somebody, mm -hmm. then that abundance will find you. But sometimes when you are so much in the service-minded business, you forget about yourself. Right. How are you supposed to receive if you are locked, closed? It's about that, doing that work. It's about removing those blocks so that you can receive, again, with your heart. You have to be able to receive with your heart. You have to be able to understand that what you give is all, you reap what you sow. You can receive what you give out times 10, right? Law of karma. That's karma. You get what you put out times whatever. And it doesn't necessarily come back in the way in which you think it's going to. No, it doesn't. No. And it's about releasing those expectations, mm -hmm. right? Knowing that the good energy that I put out will come back to me. Maybe not right now because there is really no time continuum when you start looking at energy and quantum physics. But it will come back to you. It will come back to you. 
And sometimes it's about understanding that patience, your patience is that time, that allowance of that time for you to receive, for you to do that work so that you continue to receive just a little bit more. But if you are not somebody who can receive a compliment, who is okay with increasing your pricing, you're not going to be attracting abundance. You're actually pushing it away. You are pushing it away. And I know that there's like a lot of things with like these different universal laws and whatever. Well, I think I see my students and even myself to a certain degree want to give. Yeah. Right. Want to yeah. give because we're, we're natural givers, right? Naturally, that's, that's part of who we are. We've also been told it's better to give than to receive. And, and while I get that, there's also, there also must be the law of reciprocity, speaking of a law. Yes. Of receive as well as give. Like You have to. The, the idea of every inhalation, there's also an equal and opposite exhalation. Yeah, law of duality. Yeah, the law of duality. You can't just keep breathing. We, we, we said we were going to talk about the laws, but here we are just like mentioning <laughs> I know, right? every, every, every last one of them. As it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this law of reciprocity is so important. And a lot of people who are in the service-minded aspect are like, oh, I am here to serve, serve, serve. But many people don't, they, they take themselves out of the equation. In order to serve, you must be of service to yourself as well. Correct. And that includes having boundaries. And I hate saying the word boundaries because it always means like a no. Boundaries feels really heavy. I teach my, my students parameters. What do you allow in? What do you yeah. allow? What do you invite in? And versus what I don't. Because if you can distinguish between what you allow and what you don't allow, if you say, I don't want, I don't want, it's very finite. And it doesn't allow you to bring stuff in. But if you're like, I allow in help. I allow in me taking care of myself. I allow in time and space for myself. I allow in positivity, joy, fun, all these things that are really high vibrational. Anything that doesn't match those high vibrations, they don't come in. Mm -hmm. You don't actually have to say, I don't want, like, I don't want clients who are like scraping the bottom of the barrel, you know, nickel and diming me only wanting my free stuff. No, that's not what you say. You say, I invite in people who are looking for joy, for fun, for fulfillment, for purpose, for all these things. And don't you think that you'd be able to serve from those places too, when you start allowing yourself to also start feeling those things. Mm -hmm. I allow in, when you start saying, I allow, then you can start giving, right? There's a whole theory about you can't fill from an empty cup. So allow yourself to receive these higher vibrational things. And then you can pour those higher vibrational things into each and every one of your students. Mm, love that. One of your clients. Because that's the joy. That's the happiness. That's what you invite in. And anything else, it just goes to the side. It's not a thing. You drive right past it. It's not yours. Because mm. you don't allow it in. It's not getting in your car. Really good. Yeah. Speaking of receiving, yes. how do you trust the messages that you receive? Because I know you channel. Yes, I do channel. How do you trust? Mm, that's a really beautiful question. I think for me, it's, wow, that's a really good question. For me, it's more of that evidence in training myself, right? Training my mind mm. what to allow. And I have realized that when I don't listen to myself or whatever's coming through, it's normally wrong. <laughs> or not aligned. I think it would probably be a better term for it. Not wrong, not just not aligned or not serving yeah. a larger purpose. 
if it feels too much like I have to think, if it feels heavy, if it feels not good, if it feels like there's too much stuff around it, if it's not light and easy, it's not guidance. Of course, you can have challenges. Challenges are part of life. If you feel challenged, that's okay. But if it is hard, icky, sticky, muddy, something's not right. That's a thinky thought, (laughs) right? That is you using more logic. And yes, logic is very helpful sometimes. I'm not going to say, don't like, like look both ways before you cross the street. That's important to do, right? (laughs) Like use logic. It's important to be on this earth, right? Like, yeah. It helps you navigate what we are going through on a day-to-day basis, right? Like use your, use your logic to like use your computer to like do the mathy things. Like I'm not a math person. So that's why I say mathy things, (laughs) you know, like all those things, like, yes, logic is very, important. I never want to, I never want to ding it because that's what we're gifted with. We're gifted with both. And it's when you don't use the other side, the intuition that we are also gifted with, because we are all intuitive beings. It's just, what do you believe in what you don't? What do you allow when, what do you not? And so it doesn't have to be this scary thing. Some people think that it's like, oh, well, I can allow in scary things I don't want to deal with. Well, then it's about how do you protect your energy? What do you allow in? Well, that's parameters again. Parameters. What are your parameters? Right? It's all about what you allow in. If you allow yourself to feel fear, you will attract fear. Mm-hmm. Right? If you allow yourself to feel joy, what do you think you attract? Joy. If you allow yourself to only attract in light, you attract in light. Do you allow yourself your intuition? There you go. And it's not like this instant process either. Sometimes you have to unblock certain things too. And that's what you do. Right. That channel, you're unblocking the channel or in, you know, in yogic terms, we talk about um, the gruntus, which is the psychic knot. And when you, when you have these knots that are old traumas that are tied up together, they create this blockage. And the, the job of the yogi is to pierce the knot so that they dissipate. so that the channel becomes more clear and therefore then you can trust and receive that it's coming from a clear space or place rather than tainted by your trauma or drama i didn't know that i love that yeah that's so interesting and that that trust for me i know when i'm working working with clients when i'm and even within myself is that quiet it's a quiet it's like you said it's not heavy it's not like heady or heavy or or drama filled it's so quiet and it's so soft and it's so clear it's almost like somebody saying of course yeah of course this is the way it is there might not be a logical reason behind it but follow it if it's something that's just like enough oh yeah well duh (laughs) if you find yourself saying of course that's just the way it is. And you're like, well, wait, why do I actually believe this? When, when you start questioning yourself, when you start questioning things, that's when you're in your moral logic. That's not when you're in your intuition and knowing. And I think there's just so much that happens when we don't access our intuition, access our knowing, accessing our heart. And I know that all these different energy points, especially the main meridian is so important. But if you were really to think about it as the heart being the center, when you can unblock the heart, everything else unblocks. Yeah, because the heart is the bridge between the head 
and the lower part of the body, right? It's the bridge chakra. It's the center point, as you say. Yeah. I find that it's the point that I'm always healing on people. Mm. Always. There's not one time I'm not passing more energy through to that part that I'm mm. not trying. Like I, this is the part where I spend my most time on and I come back to because they're so unused to trusting their heart. Mm-hmm. And when everybody just realizes that your life is full of choices, everything is a choice. How you respond to something is, well, mostly everything is a choice. How you respond is a choice. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. When, how you respond is a choice, not like everything happening outside of you. Like that's clearly not your choice. But how right. you respond to things, you know, when it, like with the past couple of years, how I've decided to respond is not with fear. But with just knowing that I'm going to be okay, calm, inner peace, healing. And I've allowed that. That's what I allowed. I didn't allow fear. I did at one point and that felt really bad. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was sucked in at the very beginning. I'm like, that feels really bad. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to allow that anymore. What I allow is joy. How do I get more joy? We go outside with my daughter, watch her run around. We get her a little playground thing for the backyard all that stuff, right? It's about what did I allow in this time? And what do I choose to allow in next time? Even though we're all going through something very similar, you'll see people who are unfortunately, you know, feeling really icky and feeling scared and feeling all this stuff. And meanwhile, people are like, how are you just like happy? And why, how are you unaffected? I'm like, well, I chose not to let this affect me. I chose to do something different. Yeah. And I think that that's also, we all have the power to do that. And it's not that you're dismissing what's going on. It's actually having a deeper understanding and compassion for what's going on, but also realizing that that's not you. And so you can actually help more. And that's part of that healing, yeah. right? When you can come to the place of having compassion, yeah. having understanding, yeah. yes and. Yes and. So anything final from you that would make this conversation feel whole, complete, or something you just want to say. You can heal yourself. We Mary all. Mary Louise Hay of you. Excuse me. Mary Louise Hay of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we. Everybody has the ability to heal themselves. I mean, obviously, like doctors are important. <laughs> we have science for a reason. It wasn't put here for not for it not to help us too. It's here to help us in our bodies, right? Science is important. Also quantum mm-hmm. physics is made from energy, right? Like let's think, let's talk about this. Science and all of this energetic work it goes all hand in hand. Just trying to understand one thing at a time. Sometimes it's a little bit too thinky thoughty and that's okay too. But it is something where we all have the ability to heal ourselves. We all are energetic beings. We all have the ability to heal. And people can do that through therapy. They can do that through energy work. They can do that through subconscious mind reprogramming work. They can do that through a lot of different modalities. But if people start to understand that most of the time things start in our mind, our beliefs about ourselves, our beliefs are the things that when we can change our stories, we can change our lives and it can decrease stress. And what does stress cause? Heart disease, cancer, all that stuff. And if you start to think that the simple act of working with your mind can help decrease stress and maybe decrease the things that are causing these huge disruptions and also cause a lot of sadness in our lives, 
isn't that a beautiful thing to try to do, to work on, to let that be a journey? Because who likes to feel stressed out anyways? It's no fun. (laughs) If you can bring more joy into your day, you have the ability to bring more joy. And isn't it funny to think that joy can heal? And when you can reach that joy and when you can reach that higher energy, that's when you know that you are healing, not just your mind, your body, your energy, everything that we are. And it ripples out to other people too. That was beautiful. Thank you. It was really beautiful. I could talk to you all day. We've already been at an hour. So I'm like, okay. Yes, we have. Um, (laughs) Thank you. How'd that happen? How'd that happen? I don't know. (laughs) I had a feeling that was going to happen. (laughs) Uh, Me too. (laughs) We knew it. Thanks, guys, for staying on. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate you bringing your wisdom and your stories and sharing your energy with us today. How can everyone get a hold of you, find you? I am on Instagram, shocker. (laughs) I am working to be more active on Instagram. So if you don't see me popping on all the time yet, it's because I have something really fun in store. So it's just Lindsay Janney. I'm what I'm an A-Y. Lindsay Janney, J-A-N-I dot co. That's my Instagram handle. And I am also found at lindsayjanney.com. Really easy. <laughs> so you can That is easy. I, 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 I like that simplicity. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, thank you. Well, I look forward to seeing you on Instagram. We all do <laughs> in a big, bold way. I can't wait. And continuing our friendship. And you'll have to come back on and we'll chat some more about something else. We'll find something. We could just chat. So (laughs) I appreciate you spending your time with us and um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and share. It's been beautiful. And thank you all again for spending your time with us. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, be sure to send a DM to Lindsay in the, in her Instagram account. Oh, I'm really good in my DMs. Like really yes, good. Yes, she is. We DM back and forth all the time. So I know that she's really good at <laughs> I'm that. I'm really good at DMing. <laughs> <laughs> and to me as well. And let us know what your takeaway is from today's fantastically magical episode. See you next time. Thank you all so very much.